Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mercy Talk podcast from Mercy Multiplied, where we are passionate about empowering you with biblical principles for growing in mental, emotional, and spiritual health and equipping you to share those principles with others. I'm Melanie Wise, and joining me on this episode is your friend and mine, Dr. Brooke Keels. And we are in a series here on Mercy Talk about the vital role that relationships and community play in our mental, emotional, relational, and spiritual health. And in this series, we've talked about how we are all made and designed for relationships and community. We've talked about all the things about our culture today that are pushing hard against community. We've even talked about what deep community looks like, uh, the barriers that are standing in our way, all kinds of things. And today, we are finally going to do a deep dive into the how. If you have followed Mercy Talk for any length of time, you know that we are so passionate about actually equipping you with practical, actionable strategies. We've sprinkled those into the past few episodes, but we really felt like the best way to wrap up this series of Mercy Talk is to give you a full episode that's all about the how, the practical application of everything we've talked about. So we're really glad that you've joined us today and hope that you enjoy the show. Well, hey, Brooke. Hey, Melanie. (laughs) You know I'm excited about this one. I'm always about like, stop telling me great ideas. Tell me what to do. So I'm very, very excited. Um, We've got a we've got a lot to cover. And so I'm just going to jump us right in. Um, Yeah. And and really, I think we're going to kind of in this first little portion of this episode, want to refer back to some of the things that we've already covered, but they're all part of the how. Like we're talking today about the how. We discussed in the first episode of this whole season that every single one of us, whether or not we are even consciously aware of it, we all desire deep connection with other human beings. It is how we were made. We want to experience this whole idea of being known and and really being deeply loved by other people. But we have also talked about how that community doesn't come naturally, that every single thing it feels like in our culture is pushing against this. And that's really what we unpacked in the second episode was just how everything about everything that's like underlying our Western culture is really pushing against community. And so it's going to take real work. It is going to take real intention to really, I mean, honestly, just return to the kind of relationships that God has always had in mind for us. But it is possible. But as we have already said, and as you have said, this is probably one of your greatest barriers. Like it takes work and it takes time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I um, I think it's good as we kind of go into this episode on the how to just be reminded of the cost. I mean, and so I, I loved one of the, as, as I've referred to a few times in this series, one of the books I read in preparation for this series was Jenny Allen's book, Find Your People. And in it, she said, connection costs something more than many are willing to pay. She said, if you choose to build authentic community, I promise that you will gain in the bargain, that what you'll gain in the bargain is more than worth it, but it is going to require you to reconsider most everything in your life today. And I thought that was really interesting because when you listen to our second, or I said second, I'm sorry, it was actually our third episode, I think, where we really talked about what all is working and pushing against this. Um, When you consider what all is pushing against us in this area, it, it, it's not, it's going to require like real deep intentionality to push back. Um, it's not just going to be like, oh, I could just make a small tweak here. What she, what Jenny Allen talks about in her book is she's like, here's all the things that you're going to have to reconsider if you actually want this deep community. 
She says your daily and weekly routines, the way that you buy your groceries, the new neighborhood that you're considering, the church you choose to be part of, what you do this weekend, um, how open you choose to be and vulnerable you choose to be about maybe your difficult marriage or about your fight with anxiety, um, and whether you'll even ask the hard questions of the, the people that you love who are maybe, I don't know, like drinking too much or whatever it is that you feel like um, is, is, is a vulnerable question or a challenging question. It's going to require that um, that you forgive and that you even fight for the people who've, who've hurt you. Like this kind of community is hard work. It requires sacrifice and it requires changes to our normal life. But I think what we've been trying to get at over and over and over throughout this series is that it is so worth it. It is so worth the cost and what you have to pay for what you receive on the other end of it. So I just thought it was important as we go into this episode on the how is just to know on the front end, it is going to cost you something and it's going to, it's going to require some sacrifice. So yay. Who's in? On that. And everybody's like, good. I mean, I feel like every (laughs) one of our episodes is like, we're going to talk to you about what's hard. Um, (laughs) I mean, I guess that's what we're supposed to. So we did our job. Um, Yeah. Um, But I think uh, let's, so when we're like, oh, great, what do I do with that? So let's quickly revisit some of mm-hmm. the things we've already discussed in this whole series. Um, so first of all, we have to acknowledge that God actually made us to be in community. I feel mm-hmm. like that's step one, right? Mm-hmm. Admitting we have a problem. Um, and then we need to identify what's actually maybe standing in our way from having this type of community. Mm-hmm. Um how our culture, how we were raised, how we have maybe interpreted what the Lord has said, you know, mm-hmm. those barriers. And uh, I think that's really important. In fact, we talked about it in our second episode with uh, Andy Crouch, mm-hmm. which really cool. He's such a cool guy. Man. Mm-hmm. I know we keep saying that, but he really is. Um, and then there's also personal barriers that stand in the way. We talked about that in episode Mm -hmm. Um, And so things like spending, um, like this idea that if I spend time trying to make friends or have community, that that's selfish. I should be able to just like get through life without anybody's help. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have the time to invest in deep relationships, which is mine, just in case y'all were wondering. Um, And if other people really knew me, they would reject me. And so um, I think we kind of dug into that. So definitely listen to episode five if you haven't. Uh, and another barrier that we unpacked in episode seven is about past relational hurts, which I think mm-hmm. is all of us. We've all been hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and thinking about how these past wounds and what we've experienced are affecting our desire to have deep relationships or affecting how we engage in deep relationships um, and practical ways to actually walk through that with the Lord, extend forgiveness, yeah. break agreements with any lies, you know, that, you know, no one can be trusted or, you know, whatever we kind of come up with in our head. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just a quick recap of how we got to this place of being able to say, okay, how do we now find deep Right, community? right. Yeah, those were all like so foundational. It's like you got to start there before you just start trying to change your life. It's like, what has been standing in my way? What has culture been telling me? Like, I've got to start there and remove those barriers before I move on. I'm actually now thinking too, um, we... <laughs> we actually just recently, and I'm very, very excited about this, uh, went in and got all of our podcasts numbered so mm-hmm. that when we are referring back to like, there's that one episode we did back in January of 2017, go find it. It's like 
really hard for people to find our episodes. So we numbered all of our episodes. And so now I'm realizing like while we're saying episode six of this series, people may be confused and be like, wait, is that episode six of all of Mercy Talk? We are referring to the number of of the podcast within this specific series. Um the uh, Better Together series is the title of the series. And so if you're looking for which one this is, we were when you were referring to episode five is like, that's the episode within this series, just so that people don't get super confused. I just realized that could have thrown people off. So the last thing that I do want to revisit is what we discussed in the sixth episode of of the Better Together series. We need to get very comfortable with vulnerability with our own vulnerability with other people's vulnerability. I think for a lot of people, this is going to be just the real kicker. You know, it's going to be, I think it's going to be maybe one of the most challenging things to work through, but I personally believe that it is going to be the most impactful because you are only going to be as close to other people as you are vulnerable with them. And we all have this desire to be like fully loved, right? But the only way to be fully loved is if we are fully known. So we have to get really comfortable with sharing all the things, not with the whole Mm -hmm. world, but with our closest, trusted. Please don't. don't. Yeah. You have to remind me that probably on a regular basis. I can share way too much to a fault (laughs) with all the people. But like truly, we're talking about the trusted inner circle of safe people that you have identified being getting really comfortable with telling them all the things. And so. So I think that's another really important piece. So as we've said, that sets the foundation. What's standing in the way? What do I need to clear out? What hurts do I potentially need to process? And how can I get very, very comfortable with vulnerability? So that's stuff that we've kind of already covered in this series that are probably really important for us to kind of just revisit quickly for this specific episode. Um, But I was also, man, when I was kind of thinking through what to cover in this episode, man, there were a million things that I thought about of like how to find deep community. Oh my word, that's like a year's worth of podcasts, right? But I, I worked hard at this, Brooke. I'm mm-hmm. not a person of few words. Mm-hmm. But I boiled it down to three things. This is, you know, what I believe personally are probably three of the most important things for us to do if we want to start building deep community in our life. And the first one that is so painful is that we have got to get really comfortable and initiate. Mm-hmm. And I think... Mm-hmm. So many of us, including yours truly, are just praying and waiting for deep community to somehow find us. But I got bad news for you, friends. Like, that's probably not going to happen that way. Maybe, maybe it could, but odds are good <laughs> that for you to find this, you're going to have to put yourself out there and initiate with people. I can just speak from personal experience that this is the stage that my husband and I are in. I think I've shared in some of the previous episodes that we are both in this place of like, we don't, we've had this in previous seasons of life. We do not have it now and we need it. We need this kind of community. So we've got this whole picture of what we want it to look like and, and you know, all of this, but like now it's to the point of like, we have to start talking to people <laughs> and actually mm-hmm. asking them. Yeah. And this is, it is so much harder. <laughs> it is so much harder than you realize, right? And it's like, yeah, 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 just initiate, talk to people. And then you get to the point where you actually have to do it. And you're like, oh, God, you know, it's just so oh, awkward. Yeah. It can be so hard for us. I mean, this is going to look different in different contexts, but we want to start a small group at our church of people that are ready and willing to like go to a deep place. 
So we're like, we have to, we have been talking about this for weeks. And every mm-hmm. week I'm like, babe, we just got to start talking to people. We got to start talking to people. It's hard. It's hard yeah. and it's awkward. So, but that's it where is. you have to start. You do. Yeah. Or not, you'll love this because you obviously know me really well. You know, we've been praying for community here because obviously leaving Nashville, we left a lot of people mm-hmm. <clears throat> and God's done some really cool things. And so we got invited to some stuff and then all of a sudden we were like, oh, we have to go do things. Yeah. I was like, oh gosh. that's not good yeah so the lord's like what are what are we doing thanks for asking handed it to you now you're offended right um yeah so you know again there's a lot just keep saying it that sacrifice of fellowship is a thing um and yeah and so we did and we you know obviously finally like get it together and we've had a good time it was great but there is always also that like there's a little bit of Mm-hmm. laziness that can roll in yeah, the it, energy seriously, existing with other people it is work it is yep. work and it's time yeah. and effort totally worth it just to be clear but it is work <sighs> yes. and but speaking speaking on that to make it hopefully less overwhelming um when we're talking about like finding an inner circle right so this uh in this case it's um necessary and important i think to be selective mm-hmm. um and so, you know, the end game here is that this group that you have and like y'all are talking about, you know, reaching out to people for small group, it's kind of like, if you're not going to be committed, then don't do this. Not judging you, but like for real, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're cheap. We're trying to be selective here mm-hmm. and that's okay. Um, and, you know, but when you're doing that, it's making sure that it's with people, um, you know, that you at least at some level can see that there's a trustworthiness that mm-hmm. comes in, you know, mm-hmm. that you can actually assess and evaluate mm-hmm. um, there, you know, and if you're not even sure where to go with that, and we referenced this, I think in the last episode, maybe multiple episodes probably yeah. that go read. Yeah. Clown towns and safe people is a really great place to start. Mm-hmm. I think if you're kind of just like, I don't even, I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking for. <laughs> I don't know where I struggle. Right. In yeah. connecting with others. Um, and you want these people to share the same core values, right? People who hope ideally love Jesus, um, that they're seeking to grow in their faith, that, you know, they are at least all in the same heart, right? right. Of that, And that, um, you know, that, that it is that iron sharpens iron piece. And I don't mean it from like, because of conflict, but just like you have two strong things that can connect and make something stronger. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it doesn't mean though is that you don't all have to be the same age. You don't have to be in the same life stage. You don't even have to agree about everything. Imagine Just that. Throwing even that out politics, there. Politics, Brooke. I know. You could feel differently about certain things. I know. And so, you know, um, but but the heart is that you yeah. are pursuing the big things, right? Being good to one another, caring for each other, supporting each other. Um yeah. and I I, you know, a couple of the things that Jenny Allen points out in her book that I think that you love very much um, is that <laughs> is that things you should look for. And I, I do really like this. I'm joking. But availability, right? Looking for people who actually say yes and show up. Mm-hmm. I am very bad at this. Just but for what it's worth, when you enter in relationship with me, I go ahead and tell you this is what I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what I can offer. Mm-hmm. And when we're together, it's great. I just uh, may not be able to see you, but once every couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> humility. Uh, people who are willing to say hard things and receive hard things. Mm-hmm. 
right? People who are willing to say, hey, like, are you good? Or what's going on there? This was a little concerning. And that you can also share with them, like, you know, what's going on and that they're Mm -hmm. actually able to share with you. They're not having to put on airs or impress you. Um, and you're not having to do the same thing, right? Yeah. And the transparency, people who refuse to hide and that they'll actually say what's really going on in their lives. And yeah. all of that to get there would require a trustworthy person in relationship with a trustworthy person. And that takes a little bit of time, again, to assess. But but if you, you know, dig into that with safe people, you can kind of identify who you think that is mm-hmm. and slowly enter into that with wisdom and care, you know, cause also like, you don't want to walk in and be like, here's all my stuff. Now you tell me yours, right? right? right. Like that's not, you know, yeah. we kind of, we got to figure people out along the way. Which is good. Um, I think that's a great, yeah. for some people who are like, you know, I mean, maybe like y'all's story is we just moved to a new place. We don't know anybody. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, my husband and I are in a situation where we have surface level relationships with a lot of people at our church and we right. can already identify on the front end. Like these seem like the kind of people who are interested in pursuing mm-hmm. the Lord at another level or who already do seem like trustworthy people or transparent people or available, whatever, any of those things. But it's still going to be kind of a little bit of a, I don't know how else to say it, like a testing out of that. It's like, let's, let's, let's get into maybe some like relationship with one another and just see what happens. And it may be yeah. that we realize like, oh, this person is not interested in being yeah. authentic and honest. And that's okay. There's no shame yeah. in that. It's just that that's probably not going to be the best fit for like what we're looking right. for in that kind of inner circle, which I just, right. I think it's so good that you pointed it out. And it's just so important. Like this isn't some weird exclusive club. We're just saying that the people who are the closest to your life are the people that you will become. And so, Yeah. I'm not just going to mm-hmm. throw that out to anybody in the world. I need to be, um, I just need to, I, I do need to be selective in that because these are the people who are going to affect my heart and my future, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that, and, and don't spend time being upset for the people that you like thought wanted to be close with, you know, yeah. you're like, I want to be friends with them. And then they're like, I want to be friends with you and be yeah. like, okay, great. I will move on now. Right. Like, I, like we don't have to just kind of take that as like, okay, you're not, you're not, you're not, in, you're not one of the ones. Right. And that's all right. You know? Right. Um, and you know, John Townsend talks about this in people fuel, which it's the cheesiest thing ever. And I know I never criticize this man to be clear, I'm about to say, I'm not trying to, but there's a lot of it's, I don't know that you can write these books without some of it being cheesy though. That's true. Uh, anyway, you know, um, but he calls it like the inner circle, like a life team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to go and preface this by saying, when I read this, I was like, Mm, that feels mm-hmm. like a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but I choose to believe John Townsend knows more than me. So I will accept I it. Like, I just can't, I, um, led a, I led a staff devotional earlier this week uh, on part of some things from people feel. And at one point I was like, I mean, I don't know. It might sound crazy, but I'm not arguing with John Townsend. Yeah. Who, not arguing who dares to argue? That's right. That's so, right. And whoever you are, I will find you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we accept it. No, but he talks about somewhere between three and 10 people in the circle. And if you're married, it could be like four or five couples. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, God, I'll take one to two. Yeah. I'll be great. Yeah. You know? Um, and part of that goes back to, I think my uh, availability, right. Mm-hmm. And having to prioritize being in relationship with others, yeah. you know, so maybe, you know, you share community as a group, but then you have the ability to go even deeper with just like a few people, you know, and that kind of helped me. So sure, maybe you hang out with like 10, but there may only be like a few that you can go 
you know, really deep with and mm-hmm. be like, let me tell you how weird I am. You know, what I really thought was judging. interesting when he talked about mm-hmm. that in his book was that he actually said, cause I think like it was, I don't remember. Anyway, he was just saying like, you do actually need people of the opposite sex in, in that circle. Um, yeah. because you know, he was just saying like men, you need the insight of women and even maybe women outside of just your spouse or your significant other, like, Women, you need the insight of men. They're going to offer new, fresh perspectives on the things that you're going through that you will not receive if you're only just all women and all men. But then I think you're right in that you might have kind of this larger group of both men and women, but then there's a place that women can go together that, you know, you just can't do if there's dudes Mm -hmm. around. And there's certain places that men can go together that they will never go if women are around. So I think both are really are really important. I just thought it was very interesting that he was like, no, you actually do need women. You need yeah. men. Men, you need women. <laughs> yeah, it's good. In a, like in a, in yeah, a wise way. Right. Please right. be wise. Safe, healthy, boundaried. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. If you heard anything other than that, that's on you. Uh, if yeah. anybody makes that weird. Okay. No. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but moving on. Uh, one of the things that, so, you know, you mentioned you and I are kind of in different places, right? So you're in a place where you kind of have some people, you know, sort of, and we're in a place where we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you're starting from ground zero, but you actually did this, I think, right? Uh, one of the things he talks <laughs> about is going through the contacts on, contact list on your phone, right? So going through your contacts, literally go through it and start reaching out to people and inviting them to lunch or coffee. And it doesn't have to be weird. Can just be like, Hey, hadn't seen you in a while. love to catch up. Like I and would so like as to you're going through, to be like, part of my life team. Yes. Please come be a part of there's jerseys. You can pick your number. Um, you know, and I, yeah, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Um, but you know, just having that small risk of reconnecting and look, and I've done this, you've done this. There's anything where it's like, Oh, that was nice to see them. You know, they're not invited onto the team, uh, but I enjoyed it. And that's okay. Like they can still be life giving to you or you have people that you realize, man, I haven't talked in forever. And at that time we weren't really in the same place, but now we really are. And yeah. that's exciting, you know, yeah. um, and able to connect. And yeah, so I yeah. know like some people are like, that feels way too structured, but let's just be honest. You probably aren't going to do it. So that's a very practical way that you can start. Yeah. Going through your contacts list. I yeah. just thought it was helpful too, just realizing like I've just been sitting over here hoping something comes together. If I don't mm-hmm. put we just walk down some, the street. Yeah. Like, are we gonna be best friends? You know what I mean? It's, and so it's yeah, just gonna magically happen. But like mm-hmm. I think it doesn't. I think as you're saying, like, there has to be some form of intentionality here. Some form of like plan. Okay, if I want this, like I have got to be able to figure out some level of a plan on how to re- like get it. It's like the mantra of my life. But anyway, okay, let's move on. That was the first one is initiating. The second one is to start intentional conversations. I won't dig too deep into this because we've talked about this. Um, We talked about it on the episode on vulnerability, but I do. I feel like we have lost the art of deep conversations. So this was the practical takeaway from that specific episode. But it is so important. Mm -hmm. I think that we're also including it in this one. This was this was one of the three things that I (laughs) decided would be like next steps. We have to start asking more intentional questions. And I shared on that episode, I'll share it again today, is just that like one of the things that I've started trying to do um, when I'm getting together for lunch or coffee or whatever with some of my closest friends, I've just kind of started saying like, hey, 
I want to know what's going on in your world. I want to know how work's going, how the kids are doing, whatever. Like, I want to know those things, but way more than anything, I would just love to know how you are doing. And sometimes that's all that needs to be said. Like, there's a literal, Mm -hmm. like, shift in conversation that happens there where it's like, oh, you actually want to know the real stuff. And again, this is, I don't say this to every person in the world. I'm just, when I get together with my close friends right now, I am trying to be intentional about saying that. Um, And whatever, have some questions in your back pocket. Like, I don't know how one of the things that uh, was mentioned in our last empower is like, how is your soul? I'll never ask that to someone, but maybe that's, and if you maybe ask that's your me, brand. Yeah. <laughs> and do that. Just don't ask me that. I'd be like, I don't stop it. Okay. But no, I'm like, <laughs> uh, but all like, joking aside for that. Like, I think the point of that, whether you ask it that way or not is like, but for real, how are you? And yeah. being comfortable with people being uncomfortable for a minute. Because yes. we don't do that. We're like, tell me what's going on. And it on takes work. a minute. Some people are like, whoa. It does. Yeah. If you were to ask me right now, like, like how I'd be back I'd be to like, you tomorrow. Fun. Yeah. God. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, but I, I also like the idea. So there's someone that I did recently start meeting with who asked me to just kind of mentor her, which was like, no one's ever asked me that before. Wow. Like I have there kind of mentored people by accident, but someone like just asked me that recently and I was like, oh, but it was like, okay, we are getting together for a specific purpose. I mean, yeah, we're friends, but like there's a, there's a, there's an intentionality in this relationship. And so if you're meeting with a group of people or if you have a regular meeting with someone who maybe you're mentoring or whatever, maybe there's just like a question that you just always put on the table. I used to do this with a group of friends that, um, I got with on a regular basis and it was just like we had this one thing that we always talked about or two questions that we go around and talk about um and one of the ones i I read this on one of the books was like you could you could say like not not very many people in my life know that blank is happening in my blank like not many people know that this is happening in my life or in my heart or in my marriage Mm -hmm. not many like just throw something out there whether it's to one other person or to a group, say, hey, let's all answer this question right now. Let's all fill in the blanks of this statement, you know. And and look, if you're still trying to identify this close inner circle and you start asking some of these deeper questions or maybe you share some of your own vulnerability and it is not reciprocated, as we said in that specific episode on vulnerability, if you realize like, oh my goodness, this person or these people do not want to go there, they don't really have an interest in going a little bit deeper, they're just sadly probably not going to be the best people for your inner circle. And look, I've had to come to grips with the fact that some of my closest friends or people that I consider my closest friends, they never seem to want to go there. And so I'm like, okay, that's just, I can love them and we can still be in relationship with one another, but they're probably not going to be the best fit for like those three or four closest, you know? And so you have to be okay with that. And it doesn't mean the relationship's cut off. It just means that they may not be able to go there. And, and I also think that it's important to note that some people like they want to be vulnerable, but they just struggle with it. And that is very different than people who don't want to be vulnerable. Like there are people who are like, I really want to go there. I want to be honest and authentic. I just need a little bit of help getting there. And so if someone values vulnerability and they want to work on it, that is very hopeful. So we're I'm, I'm talking about people who just completely avoid vulnerability. They don't have any desire to grow in that area. They're just probably not going to be the best fit for that. So if y'all don't know, Melanie assigns points to me, like points to make. Sometimes I, I think she does it on purpose. Um, <laughs> to be clear, <laughs> and the third, the, friend out. the third one is, yeah, plan and commit 
the time. Um, there, you know, I have kind of this joke with several of my really good friends that it is like, I'm a zero expectations friend, right? Like if you text me at seven in the morning, I may or may not respond to you for three days. I don't know. I cannot. And I try and be as open about that as I can. <laughs> I also try and be, you know, I want to be clear. It's not that I don't want to. <laughs> It's that it's really hard for me to live in work and then live in personal, you know, like I'm like where I'm at is where I'm at in that moment, um, which is great for whatever task I'm doing. Not great when you're trying to have like circles of relationships mm-hmm. that don't have anything to do with your job. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think this I, I don't I'm sorry, I don't remember which episode we mentioned this, but there was a study done. Um, at the University of Kansas, and this professor found, and I'm going to read this because it's very, uh, it's holding me accountable too, (laughs) that it takes about 50 hours of interaction to move from acquaintance to casual friend. Okay, 50 hours. About 90 hours to move from casual friend to friend, and more than 200 hours to qualify as a best friend. So just go on one long trip with somebody. Yeah, and then May, it's like, are we doing this or not? That's actually probably the quickest way to do it. I like that. I like the efficiency there. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. See how you care about me? Just helping you out. Care for me well. Um, You know, and so it's like it takes all this time to find people in the first place, you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) what I mean? And I really want to be like, we had a good 30-minute conversation let's do this forever or like, not at all. I'm good either way, you know? Um, and so that's apparently not how it works. <laughs> so, um, you know, so anyway, but it takes time to find these people. And then hopefully this actually allows you to have a little bit of rest and not anxiety is that you don't have to rush it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is taking the time. It is being intentional. Um, and we're talking about, obviously significant and consistent time Mm -hmm. to move into deeper relationship. And so how do you create a world that's conducive to that? And that's where I think a lot of the energy and the effort goes in. So even if you're not worried about being hurt, the other side of like the energy that goes into spending Mm-hmm. 50 hours, you know, with somebody. And, and it's funny because now that makes sense. Like most of the people I work with become like really good friends mm-hmm. because we you, spend so much time together. And I think yep. We log a lot of hours and also like the work that, that I do and we did it, you know, did at Mercy and the work that I do now, like you're kind of in the trenches with some really hard mm-hmm. stuff. And so you connect, you walk through things together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, automatically. And so Anyway, I, I think that, but this is, you know, y'all are all basically listening to me realize I need to get my life together. Um, and so we have to plan for it. We have to edit our schedule. We have to tell our spouse, like, no matter what, we're going to this dinner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't let any, you know, don't let me get out of it. Um, you know, we have mm-hmm. to respond to texts um, and we're going to have to do your very favorite thing. Add stuff to our calendar. Yeah. And yeah, which I do. If it goes on the calendar, it's happening. Like mm-hmm. it has to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, there you go. I mean, I just, it, it's so, we just can't talk about this and not talk about what it's going to require as far as time and effort goes, just because I think one, at least in the season of life that my husband and I are in, we've got a one-year-old and a three-year-old. Jesus, help us now. Um, but I, I think we started realizing like, oh, this is never, ever going to happen for us if we do not prioritize it. It's just not, it's not going to just naturally come together, especially in this season of our lives. And so 
my husband and I, you know, it was, it was crazy. I think I talked about this in a previous episode, but we were talking to other families with young kids at our church. And we were just like, do you guys have like, do you feel like you're experiencing deep community right now in your life? And literally almost every single one of them were like, no, we don't. But there's just no way to have that in this season of life. And I was mm-hmm. like, <laughs> fire coming out of my eyes. I was just like, what do you mean? What is more important? What else? are we doing with our time and our schedules that could be more important than this? Other than our own personal relationships with the Lord, there is nothing more important than us having deep relationships. And so my husband and I both had to get to a point where we're like, this is going to require some sacrifice and some real planning when it comes to this stage of life for us. But there is nothing more important to us right now than this. And so I mean, for me, I have had to start at it. You know, I've got like my whole system for my planner and all this stuff for each month, but I have to plan this in every single month. Mm -hmm. It is important for me to connect with my closest friends. It is so important. So I every month have it written down in my planner to call and schedule coffee or lunch with my closest friends at least one time over the course of that next month. Well, but we're also now wanting to build community and I'm realizing like, We are going to have to build this in, figure out what gets bumped off the calendar so that this can fill its place because there's nothing more important to us than this right now. And so that's important as I'm looking forward. But and I'm and as I look back in seasons when I've had close community, that did not happen overnight. It 100 Mm percent required going through life experiences with one another to get to where we got, you know, and so just understanding that. Um, is so, is so key. And so that's where we are guys. That that's, that's our three big things that we would encourage you to do to start moving toward deep community in your life. First is initiate, which is the hardest Mm -hmm. part. Uh, and then two is to start (laughs) intentional conversations. And then the last is to plan and commit the time. Which is and the hardest part for you. Okay, there we go. Well, even listening to you, you're like, we're going to have to bump something off of the calendar because nothing's more important. I was like, oh gosh, I'm going to have to pray more. That's <laughs> like, I'm like, there's so like, football's more important to me right now than like anything. You know, right, watching Brooke. Tom Brady's stupid face get angry. But I just, but I just, I know. And I'm saying all this to say not to yeah. give anybody an out. Like that is the reality. And even in this, I'm like, oh, I need to dig into why this isn't a priority that I would be willing, you know, to move some things. Around. Like up. even y'all talking about doing a life group, I'm like, oh gosh, you know, like, <laughs> so I, yeah, we're, yep. we're on this journey together guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but no, you're right. Um that's that's the hardest part for me. I can talk to you all day long down the street. I will come find you, but yeah. to actually then spend time with you, <laughs> apparently that's where it all falls apart. Oh, I'm so glad we're at the end of the series and you're like, wait a minute. I know. No, I've, the whole time I've been like, yes, yes, yes. And then you're like, and now you have to actually spend time with people and it's move your calendar. Like, I, you know what, Brooke? Oh, I'm actually sad. so glad you're saying that because I maybe there's a lot of people who are right there with you where they're like, I've been on board with you until you just told me that I've got to initiate and plan mm-hmm. and commit time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's 
hey, you know, it, maybe this is now where you get exactly where you got. Where you're like, I got to go back and spend some time with Jesus mm-hmm. on this one because I'm not really yeah. sure if I'm there. Hey, yeah, being honest. I'm, but but I will. I'm going to just I know we said three. I'm going to cheat and add one more because I think okay. you just said it, but it is important. Yeah. Man, yeah. you got to pray for this. I, like I didn't I didn't. I said earlier, sometimes we just pray and sit back and hope that it all comes together. There is a an absolute partnering with the Lord in this. Okay, so yes, you do have to initiate. Yes, you do have to have these conversations, plan, commit the time. Yes, but man, pray for it. Ask the Lord for these people. We are confident. I am like 100% confident in saying this. Deep relationships and deep community are his desire for you. So yeah. we fully believe because we see it in the Bible that you asking him for this is asking for something that is in his heart and in his will for you. I am I'm confident of that. There are times that I go to the Lord, you know, maybe asking for things that I'm like, I'm not really sure if this is your best for me, but I'm going to ask you for it. This is something that I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt because it's very clear in his word that it's his desire for him. So just remember that as you are praying and asking him for this, that that it's going to require partnering mm-hmm. with him in it. So yep. there you go, guys. This has officially wrapped up our Better Together series. <laughs> and man, it. it's been a doozy. And you're, you know, you're talking about how it's like convicted. It is like convicted me to the core. I mean, the whole series, mm-hmm. researching, writing, all of the whole prep for it, you know, and then speaking into it, it's just like, man, it has hit me hard and it's messed with me so much that now we are like, well, I guess we got to do this now. We got to do it. Uh, so the next series will update you. We're, yeah, that's do true. We have friends. Check in with us <laughs> in early 2023. Seriously, I actually need some Oh, yeah. Can too. I get through Christmas? Can I get through Christmas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get through Christmas. Listen, okay. email us, mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com and be like, Brooke and Melanie, mm-hmm. we are your accountability. How are you doing? How are you <laughs> Did doing? Did you make friends? I give you full permission for 100%. Oh. So uh, anyway, guys, we hope you've enjoyed the series. We hope you've enjoyed the conversation today. Maybe you've been a little challenged. I don't know. But we, we really have um, enjoyed this time together with you just talking about community relationships um, as we always ask when we wrap up these these uh, episodes, like if the content's been helpful for you, please go and rate the show, write a review wherever it is that you listen. Guys, we know that this is the way that this podcast gets shared with others the best. And so we'd be so grateful if you'd help us out with that. Hold us accountable. Email us. Send us your questions. Send us your ideas for the future. We love to hear from you guys. It's, it's not like the easiest thing in the world to just talk to a screen. Well, I say that to myself. I've, I I struggle. I want to see your faces. I want to know who else listening. So man, write in. We would love to connect with you. Um, and to find out more about Mercy Multiplied, just in general, you can go to our website at mercymultiplied.com. You can also find us on all of the social media accounts at Mercy Multiplied. We're so grateful for you guys joining us for this series. And we're really excited for the next one. Bye.